Welcome back to the Industry Standards Podcast. This is episode two of 100,000. Yeah, we actually absolutely refuse to do more than 100,000 episodes. It won't happen. We will not be paid. You pay me $1 million and you probably pay Joel two grand mm-hmm. and we would not We would not do it. No, you could, you could give me the most crisp high five in the world and I'd say, hey, that was crisp. But 100,000 episodes, and it nearly I just got won't me do over it. the line. Yeah, 100,000 yeah. episodes, I just won't do it. We won't do it. All right. We won't do it. We're not going past it. We'll do 100,000 episodes. I will go up to 100,000. 100,001. Ain't going to happen, buddy. Nah, not happening. Yep. We got plans. Tell your mum. <laughs> We've got time. There's not enough time in the day. <laughs> no. We've got better things to do than 100,001 episodes. Um, so today we've got a good topic and what I've been telling people is I reckon a good taste of how this podcast is going to be. Um, I'll say the topic. Yeah, you go for it. Uh, no, you thought of it. No, no, no. no. Remember? Okay. Yeah, yeah, you go. Classes. Gym classes um, or even gyms that work off of classes. Um, so some gyms or gyms in brackets, I should say, work entirely off of classes. What do we think of them, Dylan? Well, they're shit. And thank you for listening to episode two of 100,000. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, so we um, will refine it over this episode, but essentially group fitness classes are shit. And um, it's because, I'll, I'll go first. It's because, um, well, I'll just, say... I'm just going to say really quick, I... You played devil's advocate last episode on the Liver King. I'm going to play devil's advocate on classes this episode. Um, although we have a pretty similar opinion, I wouldn't say flat out that they're bad. It just depends on the perspective you're trying to take on. Yeah. So I reckon they're just terrible because 95% of the people in there think that they're getting something from those classes and they're not. So, you know, if you want to get toning, let's even use the word, something that everyone will relate to, uh, or if you want to build muscle or if you want to improve your your physique, that is not where you should be. And that's just, that's not even an opinion thing. And the fitness industry is something that we can sort of go down rabbit holes and there's no right or wrong, but like you shouldn't be in there. And I just want to make a massive caveat, like a massive caveat of this whole episode. If you're a beginner, you will get gains in the form of muscle growth or losing body fat or just any general fitness. You will get gains from anything. Uh, Dr. Mike Isretel, which is a very good source, um, if you don't know him, you can look him up. He stated that when I was listening to one of his podcasts, he referenced a meta-analysis of they got a group of um, beginners and they got one gr- group A to do resistance training and they got group B to do aerobic training and they both had very similar muscular growth, mm. <laughs> essentially saying the guys that were running or cycling had very similar growth. Like they could just do anything yeah, and they're going to get growth. So that's the massive caveat. But if you've gone, let's call it 12 weeks, after 12 weeks of consistent training, you're not in the beginner group. After that, you just plateau and you're not going to get any more gains from your group fitness classes. And like I was saying, so I think people's goal is they want to tone and they want to grow muscle and it's not going to happen. Yeah, so like I, I think it depends on the lens that you look through at classes, right? Because one thing, like I used to work at a gym that was entirely class-based and I won't say the name of it um, because I still have friends who work there and um, I still know a lot of people who train there. And 
Um, although since becoming a personal trainer and learning a lot more behind the studies behind said type of training, like that, a lot of functional training, high intensity training, um, and like hit and interval training based things. Um, although I don't really agree at all with that type of training. One thing that I think the gyms nail on the head is community. Um, so that classes nail on the head is community classes create more community than really like a one-on-one personal training session can. And that's the one thing that I think most people are looking for originally, to be honest, when they come to a gym, is you come in, you're scared, you don't know what to do. And when you're in there with a bunch of other people with similar goals and a similar mindset who are trying to achieve the same thing, that is an awesome place to be in. Because you're just surrounded, like I, like I worked there for a little while, and the community was awesome. Like it was, it was so good. And that's why I worked there for quite a while, despite it actually being against a lot of my beliefs around training, is that like these, cl- these classes created a sense of community better than I think most personal trainers and even online trainers can. And so that's one thing that I think that they have up on resistance training. But the truth is, and I would tell a lot of these people that I used to train back at this gym, is when they want specific results, it's not gonna happen in these classes. A lot of people will be like, oh, how can I tailor like this session to grow my booty more? And I'd be like, well, don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> like, and yeah. that's, that's just the truth. Yeah. If you're going to a class, you're not gonna get specific results and that's where they fall short. Everyone has specific goals, whether they believe it or not. Um, whilst they might fall in a similar lane to a lot of other people's goals. Everyone is unique. Everyone's exercises that they enjoy doing is gonna be unique. And everyone's way that they um, respond to training is gonna be unique. As little or as much as people wanna actually admit it, training itself, diet, lifestyle is unique. You know, I've never had- clear. Yeah. Yeah. like principles that we can lie behind. Yeah, to put it in like perspective to something I think everyone could agree on. If I sat two people down who had the exact same goals, I can guarantee you neither of them eat the the exact same way. The same way won't work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They they don't eat the exact same way. They don't sleep the exact same amount of hours per night. They don't go to bed at the exact same time. But again, we get that just so people don't think that there's a... Because people think that there's a secret in anything. Off the back of what you're saying, we Mm. still get them in the right protein area. We still get them... Okay, yeah. you need to get hard sets in. You need to get your intensity. So like, there's general there's, rules there's, that apply. There's specifics that we need to then branch off in, and most yeah, yeah, it's also part of their life. So because that might have led into people going, I knew it was keto, <laughs> or yeah. like I knew it was the ten to fifteen rep range. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Training and nutrition at a face value is so simple, and that at a more complex value is so individual, and a lot of people don't understand that. Like there is, damn it, what did Reese say? He nailed it. And this is an episode we're going to post in the future where we sat down with um, Reese Livingstone from Limestone Physiques. And it's really awesome. So I'm keen to release this soon. Um, and I'm going to kind of spoil it. But he basically said, there is only a few principles, but there's many paths to those principles, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, I can't remember what he there, said. There, yeah. There's essentially only a few fundamentals that you have to nail, but there's so many different approaches that we can take leaning into it. The way he says it is way better than how I said it. So definitely listen to that podcast when it drops. But when it comes to training, nutrition, lifestyle, all of these things, of course, there's only a few common factors that we need to nail, but nailing that often looks different for every single person. And that doesn't mean that every single person needs a completely individualized program. 
I mean, even as a trainer, I will individualize every single person's program. I never copy paste the program, never have, right? Um, I'm always gonna tailor it to them, but I can almost guarantee that without realizing it, I've probably written the exact same program for two separate people without realizing it. Yeah, Because I write them from scratch, but at a base level when it comes to their goals, where they're at and what movements are gonna suit them best, I can almost guarantee that I have um, unintentionally written probably a mirrored program for two separate people. I've written that many programs, it's almost impossible for it not to have happened. <laughs> but there's many different approaches we can take to someone's goals. And there's a, but there's only very few principles that we have to nail. The only issue is classes don't really address many of that. Yeah, it doesn't you're address looking, any of them. Yeah. It doesn't address any of them. If your main goal was to burn calories and have fun whilst doing it, don't say burn calories. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, they, it's classes burn calories. Yeah. Is it the best way to burn calories? Probably not. But we can't deny that. Like a lot of these types of classes burn Just say calories. get your heart rate up because people yeah, like get getting a sweat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can get that out of them as soon as like, hey, are you one of those people that just likes getting sweat on? And they'll go, yes. Got sweat. Get okay, sweat get on. into the arena. Yeah, go to a 45. Go get, do those classes. Sweat is just your fat crying. Yeah. That's so, not but true. A lot of the, okay, I'll go specific. A lot of the demographic... Um, there's a lot of um, mums in there. There's a lot of um, females in there um, in those classes and they all want to tone. And um, when you want to tone, what you actually want is to change your body composition. You want to grow muscle. A lot of, a, a lot of the people who say toning are already lean enough. You don't need to lose any more body fat. You just need to grow muscle. If you're sitting there and listening to this and you're like, I want to tone, take that in. You don't need to lose. Toning is just the changing of your body composition. I explain it like this. It's like you can't expect to, like if you've never trained before or at least trained properly, because I know so many people who've trained for many years have never trained properly, right? When we talk about shedding fat, think of that like pulling away the curtains. A lot of people pull away the curtains and there's nothing there. Yeah. You have to actually put something there. You have well, there's, no, you because a lot of people get, you know, they lose weight and they're skinnier and they actually are happy but they just have no idea what it's like to have put in six months to a year and of growing some muscle, then cutting. And they're yeah. like, oh my God, this is what I've wanted the whole time. I actually wanted some definition. Yeah. Definition equals toning, yeah. yeah. Your waist can only get so slim naturally, right? So like uh, for a lot of people, guys and girls, they want their waist to look slimmer and they want that to be accentuated, yeah? Like when they tone down. And a lot of people come into the gym that haven't even trained and then they're like, oh, I want my waist slim. It's like your waist is already pretty slim and the amount that it's going to slim down from here is very minimal. But what if we put more weight and shape around your hips and your back, making your waist look slimmer? That all comes from muscle growth, not losing fat. A lot of people don't realize that you can actually be at a higher body fat percentage and look better and have a waist that looks slimmer simply from actually training and targeting the right areas. Classes that it's do just that. yeah, just think like as soon as you put muscle on, your body changes anyway. Yeah, you'll go. Oh my god, I'm actually losing fat at the same time, which you are at the start. But like, yeah, this is just... why I explain to a lot of my like, um, I guess like a lot of dudes. You say let's go on a bulk, and they're like, epic, let's do it. Guys are pretty okay with getting like a little bit chub because it's just about getting big, you know. And whereas a lot of chicks, obviously, and like fair enough to what their goals are based off of, that's pretty scary to go on a bulk. Um, but most of them don't realize, and a lot of my female clients have had this conversation, is like a lot of chicks when they bulk realize that they don't, A, they don't like look how they thought they would, and B, their waist often is going to end up looking slimmer because they put weight on in all of the right areas. <laughs> 
because they've actually properly done a bulk, they've actually grown and they've put muscle on, which accentuates the areas that they want them to. And that in turn is gonna make you look fitter and slimmer. Yeah, so again, more why the classes are shit, because you don't, um, essentially, you're just not creating any stimulus, no signals to your body to um, grow the muscle. Oh my God, we lift weights in this pump class. Yeah, you throw around weights, um, but it's not to a high enough intensity. No, it is, I feel like I'm really cooked by them, but no, you've, that's your heart rate. And um, even if you were lifting the weights properly, you're most likely lifting the same weights every week. Oh no, I actually went up in weights. Okay, was did you go from the fives to the sevens over a three month period? Like, it's not something that's gonna send, I just think of it as signals to your body. It's not going to do what you want. So it sounds like we're ripping on it, but I don't really care because like, it, I, in my eyes, like I want to help people achieve what they want to achieve. Part of that is education, eye-opening, um, and I speak because I was in sales before I did this and everyone wants to, oh, I'll just start off with the classes, I like doing the classes. I don't rip them then and there, I'm like, get into it because I know that it's just important that they start their fitness journey. But if you've been in there for a while and you're listening to this, you're like, fuck, I actually do want some sort of body composition goals. Yeah, contact a coach, start researching a little bit more, ask the trainer, like if, if, if the trainer tells you that you're going to lose body fat and gain muscle at the same time, um, they're lying to you or they don't know what they're talking about. If you came to someone, if you came to a personal trainer and said, hey, I've got, like, I want, I want to grow my bum and, or, like, I want to get a big chest. Dude, yeah, I want to get not, a big chest yeah, and yeah, I want to get a big chest, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they said, cool, I've got this program. Um, I've got actually, like, 60 to 300 other people doing the exact same program. But don't worry, I also do the nutrition and also that 60 to 300 people are also doing the exact same nutrition. Would you go, sweet, that sounds like something that is going to be specific. I mean, actually, if I'm playing devil's advocate, a lot of people would look at that and be like, yeah. well, the other people get results, so obviously it works. That's not how we as humans work. It's not. And it's the same thing, everyone is individual. Again, the same principles apply, but you're going to have like, you know, I can't get a six foot four dude who's 120 kilos eating the same amount as a five foot three chick who's 40. Yeah, and that's what a lot of those classes are gonna end up being. You're doing the same exercises. Of course, there's gonna be a difference in weight. At this gym I used to work at, if you were squatting heavy, you were squatting like 40, 50 kilos. That's not gonna really help you reach muscular fatigue. That's really just gonna be a buildup in lactic acid in your muscles. Hence why it burns so much and your muscles feel like they lose that ability to perform because you're simply just applying like overloaded cardio to your body. You're cooking your central nervous system so I know I played devil's advocate, but also the truth is, and this is kind of what pushed me away from working at those gyms, is there's been a lot of research done over HIIT training, over these types of classes which have high intensity weight training. And the truth is that the only people who are suitable for training this way is athletes. That's not, a, like I'm not saying that as in like, oh, like I should It's just endurance training, if you want to. Yeah. But as in like, no, like bar, like, oh, but I'm not an athlete, but I enjoy it, don't care your body is actually not capable of doing this. Oh yeah, yeah? that's another like point I wanted to go on. Athletes have yeah. impeccable recovery. Yeah, athletes sorry. Yeah. have a lifestyle that is built around recovering and performing these workouts, not to mention that they're genetically more gifted than you. Yeah, not anyone can be an athlete. No, it's not even the genetic thing. Like let's say someone wasn't genetically gifted and they trained for three months and they learned how to lift. Like you're not meant to, let, you're essentially like, hey man, um, you've come into a gym and you're really excited to do a class but in like behind the curtains, 
I'm just gonna get you to do a 50K marathon. Obviously, you haven't trained for that, you're not ready, so why would you jump into a 50K marathon? We need to jog a little bit first. You need to train for a few weeks. That's what it is, like you're jumping into a, a fucked up class that you can't do. <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah. you got ruined by the end of it. And I've met a lot of people who I used to train who like continued on training after I was there, and I can like testify that I would say almost 90% of people that stayed long term with these types of class-based gyms are injured and their central yeah, and nervous they system leave. is cooked. Cooked. And the issue is, is people do it and they say, I feel great. I'm like, that doesn't matter because you actually need to look long term and what all of these studies point towards is damage towards your central nervous system and your joints. And unfortunately, you're only going to notice that damage when you're 50, 60 years old. And that's the, that's the worst part and that's the truth and I've seen it. I've seen people come in and they're like, oh, like, yeah, I used to train at so-and-so gym. And I'm like, cool, what injuries are you holding? And they're like, oh, I've got bursitis in my shoulder. My hips are a little bit cooked and both my knees don't really feel great when I train. And I'm like, cool, did you have any of this, these issues before you trained at that gym? And they're like, oh, not really. And of course, all of them could be lying dormant, but when you're cooking your central nervous system and you're smashing a bunch of load onto these joints because you're doing fast-paced movements, under load, plyometric movements, like people don't realize the majority of people shouldn't do them unless they've trained up to that position. If you get someone who's brand new to gym doing freaking jump squats and plyometric lunges, like jump lunges, uh, you're going to destroy their joints and they're not going to feel it then and there. They're going to feel it in five to 10 years time. That's the truth. That's not just my opinion. That's literally backed by research after research after research on these types of classes. I'm a terrible devil's advocate, but that's the truth. <laughs> um, yeah, so again, not trying to, well, we're not trying to rip on them. We're just saying like there's people that sit in those classes that want better for themselves and they're in the wrong place that they should be. If you want community, you can find community in the gym. Gyms are an amazing place of community. You just yeah, have you to just start gotta ask mingling. that regular that you see every week. That, yeah. That's made eye contact with you. As soon as you say, hey, you're now best friends. All the regulars that we see here, like there's like a regular group. Yeah. All the regulars know it, all the regulars, yeah. They're friendly people. If you wanna, like if you're going to a new gym or you're like even just gym shy and you're trying to meet new people, wait till someone's using a machine you wanna use. Go up and say, hey man, how many more sets do you have? And they go, oh, I got two more sets. And they're like, oh, that's all good. By the way, what's your name? How many is blah, blah, blah. Sweet, how long have you been training? I've been training for a few years, awesome. Like, yeah, I'm just getting into it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you're obviously doing legs today. Yeah, you're doing legs. Oh, what exercises do you like to do when you do legs? Like just make conversations, start talking to people. Like you'd be surprised how many people in the gym would honestly probably prefer talking to people than training. <laughs> um, but the gym is an amazing place of community. Um, classes are really good at throwing you into it because you got these like extroverted instructors who are yelling and like, yeah guys, let's get our sweat on. And like everyone's like, yeah. And then you're <laughs> high-fiving after the class and you're like, yeah. that was epic. But like, it's like, you can find that community elsewhere. It's probably not gonna be as available. And like I said, that's what classes do so, so well. And I don't think, like I've seen plenty- We're of, not saying they shouldn't exist. Yeah, we're just saying like, yeah. I if think you, it should be, I think they should be very clear on what's happening. We're getting your heart rate up and you know, you know, some places probably should construct a better circuit for the demographic that's doing it, yep. which is flat out beginner. Yeah. <laughs> As if you're fucking Nine, looking away before. 98% so, of yeah. people who go to those classes haven't been to gym. Yeah, so uh, if they're, they're more clear on what's happening and what you're signing up to, um, then it's sweet. All about it. I'm never going to diss someone that, because I've seen people who have like changed their life going into these classes and stuff. Um, so I'm never going to diss that, like, but I just think need to, people need to be clear on what's happening. 
Um, and if you are someone that's listening to this, like go to the PT that's at your gym, you know, the most competent one that you know, and ask some questions be like, hey, is this aligned with my goals? You'd be surprised how many people in the gym, including personal trainers, are happy to give free advice. Yes, yeah. oh my Simply God, I'll give you like they, so many sessions yes. for free. Simply because they A, want to know you and like want to meet new people. Like one of my favorite things about gym and working in a gym is the community and getting to actually meet new people, um, which is really annoying as a personal trainer because people always think every interaction can often be like loaded and it's like, mm. nah, mate, I literally just love talking to I people. I literally had a consult with a guy today and at the end he went, how much do I owe you? And I'm like, what do you mean? I was just talking to you. And then he's like, no, no, I'm like, no, it's worth my time. You might have a mate that's, you know, interested in PT. You go, oh, I spoke to this guy at the gym. Bang. That's worth my time. So, yeah. But beyond PTs, you might have really crap PTs at your gym. Just talk to some of the regulars. Mate, the amount yeah, yeah, you'll yeah. pump up their ties by like talking yeah, to them as if they're them, a pro. Yeah. Like, believe me, they will love it. Yeah. <laughs> Look at them like they're everything you want to achieve. Because mm. they, ma- they might well be, honestly. Find someone who's like got a physique that you want to achieve and just be like, hey bro, what do you do? Yeah. They're gonna love you for it. Yeah, don't take and don't even take our word for it. Ask as many people as you respect and know that are competent and then see what they say. <laughs> yep. And if you speak to like a trainer or like a, a class instructor, like, no, no, this is this is exactly what you need, their provider will probably be how I just did it. No, 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 this is it. This is like, do you feel good? Do you feel the burn? <laughs> And then come to a conclusion after that. Yeah. The funny yeah. thing is, is like these class gyms I worked at, a lot of the instructors were like, like a lot of the dudes and girls I worked with have like really good and impressive physiques. Yeah. And a lot of the people will be like, yeah, like I'm just trying to work up to be like you. Yeah. The funny thing is, is like every single one of them also trained weights the in the gym. gym. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I used to have people be like, oh yeah, I'm just training to get like a physique like you. I didn't do a single class at the gym that I worked at ever. I mean, I did, I think maybe... Four it wasn't the from the of nearly classes, 12 yeah. months and I yeah. hated every class that I did but like uh, none of my physique was due to the classes that I mm. did and a lot of the other people that I worked with mm. I can guarantee their physiques were not a result of the classes that they mm. did apart from like having them burn an extra few hundred calories mm. a week um, it was all the weight work that they did so I think it'd be fitting I mean we sort of touched it but we don't want to go too in depth in it but just like literally why don't the classes work because most of you are after either toning, definition, body recomposition, all very much the same thing. You either need to reduce fat or gain muscle, all very much done with a nutrition protocol, which no one's probably um, doing it, and always adequate weight stimulus. And it's just not happening there, and that's as simple as you need to know. Have we hit, I think we hit it pretty well. I think we hit it pretty well. Um, Or if you are literally someone that's like, oh my God, my whole life's turned upside down, you can message either of us and we'll explain it in full depth with what you're currently doing. Yeah. Um, You can do, if you disagree with us, message us. Yeah, 100%. I'd love to hear it. (laughs) Like, not in like a mean way, but I would just love to hear different people's perspectives. And like in this podcast, I genuinely can't share enough of my experience with past people that are trained and I think uh, I think it'd be pretty eye-opening for people to hear a lot about like some of the people I know who've been through these classes and for the first three years they loved it and then what actually started to happen Mm. after their oh that was the other thing I wanted to say I've spoken to two dozen people who have been the classes they're over it and they they even know before listening to us or someone educating them that they need they're like I'm like what do you want next they're like I want to get stronger I want to lift weights they sort of know it's happening they're either over it or they know in their hearts that the weights is probably the thing that they want to do next yeah yeah so you, you there's probably a reason already no know. bodybuilders powerlifters do those classes 
That, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're yeah. two of the people you put in categories for being the strongest and growing the most muscle. Yeah. There's a reason literally none of them do well, those yeah. Um All right, Joey fact. Joey fact. Oh, you put me on the spot here. Um, do the, I've changed your name in my phone to MV Dulos. MV Dulos. Maybe okay. Yeah, 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 so I used to live on a ship. <laughs> this isn't a joke. This is 100% true. Um, I lived on a ship for three years. Not a small <laughs> ship. Not like a sailboat. Like a massive ship. Um, it was called the MV Dulos. You can look it up. It. Look it up. Google it. It was a missionary ship, and I lived on there for three years. And when I was what did a you do? Fair bit younger. Well, I didn't do this. This yeah. is what the ship would do. And they did a lot more. Oh, it was than just that. the ship. I thought it was your family. No. The whole ship. My family. The, the whole, whole ship's family. purpose. No. We, no. 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 The whole ship's purpose. It was a missionary ship. The whole ship's purpose was to serve people, right? Yeah. And to Via. bring. No. 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 It wasn't just okay. like that. That's the thing. Yeah. Is like so the ship had a bookstore on it, so people <laughs> wanted books. to buy books, Christian-based books, books. <laughs> Christian-based books. Yeah. They were on there, but the ship's purpose was we would go to countries and serve, and that looked different in many different ways. It was like building orphanages, it was helping people, yeah, okay. like build their houses, get out of crap situations. And, and how many going. different countries have you been? before the age of like five. I think now I'm well over 30, well over 30. And then what but did you I, used to do when you were naked as a kid? Right around your scooter on the poop deck. Yeah, I was about to say that is a super questionable question to ask. Um, he goes, I used to ride around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to ride around. Well, because everyone's like, oh, how old were you? I was very young when I was on the ship. So people were like, oh, what memories First did you memories. have? What memories did you have of being on the ship? It wasn't anything that epic. It was just me being like young enough to just scoot around the halls on that naked because I was like a three-year-old. Epic on a ship. Um, on a ship. Yeah. So, um, ignore Dill's super creepy and like disturbing question. Most of the that's, memories sorry, that mate, I have just, on that ship <laughs> is scooting around naked, um, or at least I don't even have memories Selling of that. Books. I just got told that that's what hey I used man, to do. I just imagine you like on a scooter like this. Hey, yeah, 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 On this book, that's hey 50 man, bucks. <laughs> trust me, believe this naked kid on a four-wheeled scooter. To you run a good run business? Run a good profit? Uh, yeah, massive profit. Uh-huh. Yeah, you gotta, I mean, you got to fund a ship. Yeah, I had to go on the ASX. Um, and then Dylan mentioned the poop deck. That was the area where the kids would play on the ship. Um, but anyone who knows anything about ships from... <laughs> I'm genuinely... No, no, if no, you're no. someone that's in classes, knows something about ships, message Joey. <laughs> all, all my nautical friends out there, and I'm sure they'll be like, because like Dad said, we're prob- we've got, I don't know, what last podcast hit, I think 3.6 million, million downloads. Million views, yeah. Yeah, so 3.6 million downloads. So there's got to be some of you guys, so, some of my Surely nautical Rogan sailor friends out somewhere. there. Um, anyone who knows stuff about nautical stuff or ships, like, please explain to me why there's a poop deck on ships. Because I always thought that that was unique to the ship that I lived on, but apparently it is not, and I don't know why they call it the poop deck, or, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what it is on other ships, but we had a poop deck, and on my ship, that was just the area where the kids would play, and I always thought it was called the poop deck, because little kids poop themselves. 